Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to episode 53 of the Rex Chapman Show with my super dope homeboy from the next town, Josh Hopkins. Hi, Josh. Hey, Rex Everett Chapman. How's it going? You're back. You uh, had a week hi- hiatus, a uh, little family stuff at home. I'm glad you're back. How's the fam? Uh, everybody's doing doing pretty well. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for, I'm still here. Uh, yep. In Lexington, Kentucky. Yeah, it'll be about three weeks. It's a uh, okay. long home, but it's been really nice. nice. Uh, I like I like that you're home in home in your crib, especially for today's episode. Mm, yes, as it turns <laughs> out, <laughs> um, it well, out perfectly. Yes, uh, we have a great guest. Uh, we'll get into that in a moment. But uh, big news this week in the NBA: LeBron resigned. Uh, thoughts? For a lot of money. For a lot of money. A lot of money, but I have a question. I mean, I mean it's a lot of money. Was it like two years and 90-some million or something like that? Uh, yeah. I, it just seems like there should be – you can't pay he and Stefan enough. Right. Uh, it, it's a shame there's a max, I guess, right. Right. I, for him and for Stefan and for, mm-hmm. you know, maybe one or two other players, but – I get it. It's a shit ton of money and it's most money that uh, I get it. But how can somebody else also make that amount? Uh, you know, it's just crazy. crazy brain, there's no cap on it. You know, yeah. Well, yeah. At what point does a does is there a franchise? Because it's happened a little bit, but I suspect it'd be baseball where they're like, look, we'll give you this, this and uh, your minority owner but not a small minority owner of yeah, can't do it. Can't do it legally, but yeah. you know, there can be wink winks at, for when I'm done playing and whatnot. Sure. Right. Sure. Um, yeah. But just crazy money and good for him. If anybody deserves it, he does. He carries the league at times. And, you know, I, I just think about what, how lucky we are right now in this moment to have ambassadors of the game, like Stephen Curry, LeBron James, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, three guys who have fun, they live life, and they're good guys. They're yeah. good guys. You know, they're, they're easier to root for, wow. I think. Well, a lot of people don't like rooting for LeBron, but I happen to. I know, but that's a, that's a result of his greatness in so many yeah. ways. So yeah. much misguided, like, like, he's taking his talents to – Miami, like, oh boy, whatever. Uh, this is episode 53. It is 53. Um, famous 53s in sports. Who's the first one that comes to your mind? Daryl Dawkins. Yeah, Chocolate Thunder. Uh, mm-hmm. played, played against him. Um, really? There was... Yeah, Mark Eaton, rest in peace, played wow. against him. Um, how about oh. Artist Gilmore? He wore you know, against them. He weighed. <clears throat> he wore fifty three with the Kentucky Colonels in the ABA. That's right. That's exactly right. Rick uh, Powell had a little flirtation with fifty three. He, well, he, he just kind of liked 
number. He just thinks it's 53. A cool Rick Roby uh, from Kentucky. Rick Roby. Great. Yeah. Was Great. Don Drysdale 53? He was. He was. was he? Yeah. Uh, I think I remember that because of the um, Brady Bunch episode he was on. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, one of uh, my favorite 53s of all time also played against him. James Buddha Edwards. Okay. Detroit Pistons. Bad boys teams. Um, anyway. And it's interesting because, you know, I'm a five. And you're a three. And a three. That's right. Ooh. Five and three wow. on the episode. And also, it's cool because we're five and three and our guest is. Oh. I'm having heart palpitations. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get right to it. But real quick, one other thing. The New Jersey Nets made a, or uh, Brooklyn Nets made a great acquisition yesterday. Uh, they <laughs> got, they, they picked up Kevin Durant. Uh, he's back. He, you know what? He's back in good graces. Everybody loves one another and all that until he changes his mind. Yeah. Yeah. So. It'll be fun to see what, you know, <laughs> what they can be. If full season, everyone together. Yeah. You know, uh, Ben's I'm glad in. though. I'm happy that, that, you know, at least, at least publicly, um, there's a, there's a good face put on it. And I got to be honest, watching Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, you know, Joe Harris, Ben Simmons, if Ben Simmons is the best defensive player in the league, like we know he has been before, and he just runs up and down the floor as a point center, that's pretty compelling. Um, so just as a basketball person, I'm happy that KD's back and we know we're going to see KD, uh, play basketball this fall. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's, that's a lot of fun before we get yep. to my guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's do a book club segment. Uh, we should. What, did you, uh, what would you read this week that you might pass on to, to the listeners? Nothing, nothing. Oh. Didn't read a, didn't read a thing. Nothing. Not, not even the internet. You didn't read the worldwide. I web? did. I did. Okay. I did. But that's not real reading. Yeah, I guess no. That's not a book. Yeah. So well, I actually. What did about you? I did nothing. Nothing at all. That's been book club. Okay. Yeah. What? Hey. Oh all right. So uh, Josh, today you know who the guest is. Um, I am. Uh, uh, very happy to be able to do this and share this experience with you. On episode 53, we have Josh's all-time football hero, pro football Hall of Famer, class of 99, ninth all-time leading rusher in the NFL, four-time NFL rushing leader, single-season rushing record, 2,101 yards, five-time all-pro, six-time pro bowler, we welcome Eric Dimitri Dickerson. ED. <laughs> Not my middle name, Dimitri. Uh, oh, we, <laughs> we tried to we try to find everybody's middle name. How are you, man? Thanks for doing this. I'm good. I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm I'm good. Uh, I'm gonna let Josh start. Um, he, he's <clears> got uh, he's got quite the story. Eric, man, uh, I don't know how to say it any more succinctly. Like you. I idolized you so much growing up. 
to a point I have to, I, I lived in LA for over 20 years, recently moved back but to Austin. We're both from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And somehow I, I it would see you at these places, like in LA, once in Florida, different places. And you must think there's an army of big, goofy guys like me that come up and go, Eric Demetrius Dickerson, uh, born September 6th, 1960, Sealy. <laughs> Uh, Texas and Viola raised you, and it was uh, you had. And look, there's a oh, there's a time we met. That was that was in Florida at my friend's wedding. You were at a golf oh. tournament, maybe in Mitzer, and people couldn't believe you were there because they know. I mean, every look, serious. Uh, yeah, I like that shirt. Yeah, my buddy <laughs> sent it to me. Everybody thinks of me when they see. I got two more of these guys sent to me. I mean, you were synonymous with with my name and with with me for all my friends growing up. And one of the crazy things is my other huge, huge. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that. That was I found it. Uh, you got your your ram hat. Yeah, I found it. I found it in the closet. So I, my other big hero growing up in Kentucky was Rex Chapman. And now we're like best friends. And I have Eric Dickerson on the pod between both of you. I I, I don't know how to act. I, I, I'm glowing. uh, People ask me if I'm pregnant. I I look so great. And and I would come up with to Rex, I'd be like Rex Chapman, uh, Rex Everett Chapman, uh, October fifth, nineteen sixty-seven. Wayne Chapman, coach, and uh, and and here I am with both of you by happenstance and the way things happen in life. Like we didn't get to do you like a week, ten days ago when we were had you scheduled something happen, but since I had to come home. And I uh, spent some time with my mom in Kentucky and we were going through a uh, closet and they were, oh, you want to through this? And I saw all of these posters and I was like, there's no, and I enrolled them in. I'd like to take you to on a little tour of sort of what my room would have looked like for my younger years. We got, uh, here we go. There's Rex. Doing this thing. That's a big poster right there. That's a there big poster, right? <laughs> of course, you come over here and you got my, oh, yeah, my guy. There it is. There oh, it is. my guy. Oh, Always yeah, really wow. liked your pen. Look at that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> here you are. That's we got a a, even a Colts ago, twin. Man. Oh, look the at Rams that. guy. But look at this. This is, I met you when I was 14, went to a game in Cincinnati, and my eighth grade girlfriend blew this picture up. Of us. <laughs> Jerry curl. Look at the Jerry curl and glasses. Fourteen year old me was thrilled. And this oh. is one of my favorite things. I well, here's this is classic. Oh, that's that's the look. Yeah, look at that. that. God, and then we got man, down here. So we long. got Rex. Rex. Uh, and the cat's Christmas card. <laughs> there he is out front in his gray suit. This is the. This was great. The Rams sent this to me because they heard what. Look at that. You can't look get that. that. Look, look, was, at, look at the, 
Johnny Johnson, Nolan Cromwell loved him. Oh, of course, man, you, right. Jack Youngblood, and old Vince Ferragamo. Vince Ferragamo, you got the it. The only one it. that was signed, they got they got you to sign it. Wow. So, I also wow. did have some other interests. So I wasn't, you know, I, I was well-rounded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, man. That's so great. Uh, yeah. So, Eric, hopefully that that cheers you up a little bit today. I, it, that makes you laugh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I need to laugh. Good. Thanks. Thanks for doing this. Hey, all right. I want to get into this a little bit. You found out later in your childhood, you were actually raised by your great aunt. And around that time, same time, you kind of found your identity uh, on the football field. How those two things sort of, you know, shape you uh, into the man you'd grow up to become? Well, I found out about, um, I was adopted. Uh, I think I was in sixth grade, but I found out a teacher told me, Miss um, oh. uh, Holiday told me, I forget her name, that's how she lived right close to us. And, um, you know, I always had some questions of why my parents are so much older than everyone else's. But, you know, back then, you know, you don't ask the black mom, dad, that, you know, yeah. that, you just don't ask that. And so I, when she told me, she said, go home and ask. She, well, she, she had me stay after school, after class and say, have me come up. She said, well, uh, have you seen your mom and dad? I mean, have you seen your dad? I said, my dad at home. She said, no, boy, you're real dad. I'm like, who are you talking about? She said, go home and ask your mom who uh, Richard Seals is. She said, my mother called him Miss Red. Said, That's not your mom. I said, your mom is it's Hella. Said, Why did she sister. tell you that? Why did she tell you well, that? Well, honestly, she did it to be hateful. She really did. She, she was trying to hurt my mother. She was jealous of my okay. mother. And okay. uh, she liked um, my mother's, at that time, I guess her ex-boyfriend's brother. And, and got it, got she, liked, she liked him. So I went home and asked my mom. And man, and boy, she, what the hell did she tell you? That's oh, not wow. true. And I'll never forget it. My dad was so calm. He said, he said, he said, it's red. He called my mother Red. Her nickname was Red. Red, settle down. Settle down. He said, what did she tell you? I said, she told me that y'all are not my parents, that Helen's my mom. You know, y'all adopted me. And man, and ooh, it just caused a big bubble. Because my mother, I said, my bowel, she called next door. My mother lived right next door. Right, I mean, right wow. next door, like 20 yards. Wow. So she she goes over. She, I mean, she calls and tell her, come over here and tell this boy about it, Richard. Mother came over. I, I remember this, the, the screen. I hear the screen door slamming from across, <laughs> across the way. Wow. Came over, what did she tell you? I said, she told, she told me that, that you my mom. And that, you know, I was adopted, blah, blah, blah. So my mother, my real mother, honestly, was going to go over and kill her. She went, she, went to get the, she went to get a pistol to kill her. And my dad stopped her. But she went over to her house. Because, you know, you, I, you could see her house from our house. She went over and beat on her door and told her, bang, bitch, you come out. You don't be telling her, blah, blah, blah. Wow. So it, it caused the uproar. But you know what? Rex, it, it didn't change me. You know, I, it answered the questions. But man, how I old were man. you, Eric? How old were I was, you? Uh, what, are, what are you in sixth grade with? Uh, 12. 12, so, 12 years yes, old. 11. I was, about, I, was, I was about 11 or 12 years old. It, did, it didn't change anything at all. I mean, I love my parents. I love my dad. I mean, I said that my dad was the best man in the whole world. Seriously, my adopted father and my mother. And then I, it, it kind of answered the questions that my mother was my, my, my sister was my mom. And funny later, because you know, she would tell me to do something. I would say, you're not my mama. And she, and she, and she would she'd say, Eric, I would go, ooh, I am your mother. Like, she couldn't say nothing. She never, she never, she never told me. Wow. So, but it didn't, wow. it didn't cause anything. And before the football, man, I, I love football. Um, my, my, my mom, Viola, 
she did not want me to play. She she wouldn't. She, and back then, they had to have somebody to sign for you to play football. Yeah. She when did you it. do that? When did you sign to play? And, My, and when did you know? Oh, I like this. I'm better uh, than everybody. Seventh grade, seventh grade. That was she signed. Matter of fact, my godmother signed, and my godmother lived right in front of us. And she said, "I'm not going to do it." She said, "Go ask your godmother." So I went over and asked my godmother to sign. Her name was um, we call her Mama Erlene. Erlene Long was her name. I went over and asked her, and she said, "Are you sure?" I said, "I said yes, ma'am." She said, "Red won't sign." I said, "No, ma'am. She won't sign for me." She said, "You positive?" Yes, ma'am. Positive. So she signed. I don't forget. My mother was mad at her. Why did you sign that paper? I didn't think you'd sign it. <laughs> so. So she, she signed me to play. That's how I got a chance to play. And, you know, from the first time, my first game, we played the Walla Bulldog. I won't forget, on, on, a, on a Saturday morning, because we were supposed to play on Thursday, and it got rained out. And I had, I think I had five or six touchdowns. And, I man, I just I just loved it. I loved yeah. it from that point on. I just fell in love with it, yeah. Steph Curry's record-breaking three-pointer, Jason Tatum's buzzer-beating alley-oop, Ja Morant's poster dunk. NBA Top Shot is where the greatest moments from NBA history are turned into officially licensed digital collectibles. NBA Top Shot has evolved trading cards by making it easier to buy, sell, and collect by removing the hassle of grading, shoeboxes, and shipping fees. You can buy or sell moments in a few clicks and access them at any time on your phone or computer. Your collection is always at your fingertips. Start collecting Top Shot moments in any way you want. Collect rookie moments from future stars like Evan Mobley and Kay Cunningham. Collect throwback moments from former NBA stars like Shaq and Allen Iverson. Or collect moments from your favorite team to gain access to exclusive perks. Grab your starter pack today and Top Shot will give you $20 back to start your collection and pick up some of your favorite moments in the marketplace. Go to about.com nbatopshot.com slash bballnews and get in the game today. Athletically, from the time, you know, you're running races in PE, um, were you better, faster, bigger, stronger? Did, when did you bloom physically? Uh, I was fast as a kid, really fast. Like, I could outrun what most of y'all kids my age for sure and since some of the uh matter of fact when i was in seventh grade i could have run pretty much everyone in high school uh and you know i didn't you know i you know you thought nothing of it but uh, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna fast forward a little bit matter of fact uh when i got drafted i played this the st louis cardinals and speaking of my dad my real father you know and he's cool um a guy emmett thomas hall of famer emmett thomas we played the Cardinals in St. Louis, and, uh, and my friend Roy Green said, hey, Eric, uh, Emmett Thomas wants to talk. He's for the game. This, this is like we were there warming up with shorts and stuff. And I said, yeah, sure, I'll talk to him. I go over. He said, hey, Eric, he said, I'm Emmett Thomas. Oh, how you doing? He said, I'm from down by your area. I said, really? He said, let me ask you a question. He said, lady who raised you, her name is Paola. Call her Miss Red. I said, yeah. Your dad was named Carrie. He kind of went through my whole history. You know, my grandmother, grandfather. He said, let me ask you a question. If it's too personal, you tell me. I said, yeah. He said, your real dad named Richard Seals. I said, I said, yeah. He said, Eric, I knew it. He said, I know your dad. He said, I know his brothers. He said, man, they were fast. He said, all of them running back. They went to prayer view. They went to prayer view. He said, man, I knew. He said, I hadn't seen your dad in like 20 years. He said, but when I saw you and I saw the way you run, he said, you run just like them seals. He said, I went back and looked at, looked at, looked at the time you were born. He said, got to be him. I said, it's me. So, boom. That's cool. That's cool. Your DNA is something else. Wow. <laughs> they had the upright yeah. style like you did, yeah. I mean, yeah, which is, yeah, he, he, I haven't seen before nor since, like, someone run like that. Yeah, he, he, said, he, he said they ran upright. He said they were big, fast. You know, my dad's about six foot two, and his brother wow. was taller. 
So he said, so yeah, he said, all of them ran upright, upright. And then, you know, that's, that's how, that's how I ran. Well, you designer ran the, jeans, designer yeah. jeans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you won the hundred in, yeah. in Texas high school. Uh, did you ever think about exclusively going to track? I love track and field. I won the hundred and the two hundred. I love it. I mean, love to death. Matter of <laughs> fact, my son, he's 10 and man, is he fast. Woo! And I'm not just saying it either. I mean, as the old saying, we know speed, no speed. Speed, no speed. Roy Green speed. knew speed. Green right, Green. Right, you know, right, I know yeah, Roy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speed, no speed. Uh, you know what? I wish I, I, I went out for the track team in college. Right? Went to tra- and I was on the track team. But, man, I was so homesick that you had to stay for, the, the, I think, the Christmas holidays to run track. And I wanted to go home. So I said, you know what? They, they told me I got to just play football. I just, you know, I just, I, 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 I didn't run track. And I, I, I regret that to this day that I didn't run track. Well, they say all the time, you know, when you were coming out, he's so big, you know, 6'2", 6'3", 225, ran some crazy and won the state. How can he be that fast? I was 12 when you were drafted, and you didn't get all those highlights. I had to stay up, like, Monday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Time to see Eric Dickerson highlights, you know. I was like, uh. And they did a game break, which they – and they showed is the fifth game of the season against the Jets. You know the play. Pitcher, I know played pitcher 85 yard, 85 yard touchdown run. Died 85 yards. And you you just pulled away. And that, that one defensive back couldn't keep up and was running too fast. And his arms started going like this and he fell down. He looked like he looked like the opening of good times, you know, reruns going towards <laughs> the truck. I mean, and I was like, yeah, he's fast, all right. Uh, well, I can tell you a story behind that. Matter of fact, when I got to the Rams, um, John Robinson, we were we were running plays, and one plays was like a like a toss play, and I was had to follow the guard and tackle, and um, he was stop, 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 stop. He said, Eric, he said, you can't be jogging, son. I said, Coach, I'm not jogging. He said, he said, run it again. So I ran it again. And, you know, I did the same, same thing. I'm, I'm kind of giving him space, but I'm running. He said, Eric, he said, look, I know you, you do it, but you I said, Coach, I'm running fast. I said, I tell you what, get out here and try to catch me. So he, he laughed. He, he laughed. So in that game, after that game, when I had the 85-yard touchdown run, he came after I came to the sideline. He said, I guess you were running fast in practice. So it looked like you were jogging in, too. <laughs> so, yeah, so know. effortless, man. You just – a gazelle. Yeah, it, it was it was it was a God given talent. It really was. I, I gotta I gotta ask. Um, you know, from your book, it, it seemed like you're almost done with football before it got started. You and your black teammates weren't treated like your white teammates. You know what what inspired you to push push back? You know, and push for equality in the '70s when there was just this expectation for you to shut up and and play. You know, um, I've always been that guy to stand up you know, for right. And I, it, it didn't make a difference what color you were to me. Mm-hmm. Because you got to understand, I grew up when there was segregation. I went to a black school and the kids were white, kids went to the white school. But we knew the kids because we were in a small town. We all kind of knew each other. So we got to go to, to the school together. Um, you know, we played, we played football in seventh grade, eighth grade. And we got to high school, we got a new coach. Uh, a coach came in from uh, East Texas. Uh, Ralph Harris is his name. And, we, you know, we heard he'd never coached blacks before. Never coached black kids before. And it just kind of started from that point on. I mean, you know, where he would treat us. And, and, and the thing the thing about it is, even the white kids would say it. And they would treat them bad, too, sometimes. I mean, it really was. Yeah. He said, man, this, he said, he's just not right. And, um, you know, I, of 
couple of times I called him out on it, you know, because I, I quit. I quit football my sophomore year. I quit, you know, because all, all the black kids quit. It was it was a deal where he had us running. It was just so unfair. Just run. And he said, you're going to run till I tell you it's enough. And it was all us. It was black. So all of us quit except one guy. And finally, you know, I got to say that, you know, it's always someone that, that, that comes into your life that, that makes a difference. And not, I mean, my parents were the best. I mean, they really had the best parents. But my mom wasn't, she didn't like football. My dad loved baseball, but he, he wanted me to always succeed. Didn't want me to quit. He didn't like the idea that I mm-hmm. quit. So the guy named James Abernathy from a town over, from a town called Brookshire Raw, he loved sports and he, and he was a big sports guy. He came over and they called him Shaq. I saw him pull up and uh, he came to the door. He said, hey, Miss Dickinson, hey, how you say, is Eric here? And I said, hey, Shaq, he said, hey, he said, Miss Dickinson, you mind if I take Eric and talk to him for a minute? She said, sure, take him and talk to him. So I got in the car with him and, and we, we rode around. And uh, I won't forget, he said, he said, let me ask you a question. He said, I heard you quit football, man. I said, oh, yeah, I quit. I said, man, that coach is prejudiced. I said, treat us all bad. And, you know, he just listened to what I had to say. And so he said, let me ask you, let me ask you something else. You ride around here and see me. He said, what do you see? I said, man, I don't see nothing. He said, exactly, Eric, there's nothing here, son. He said, let me tell you something. He said, go back and play football. He said, hey, that may be your way out of here. He said, and it's funny how people, older yeah. people see things you don't see. He said, Eric, he said, you're one of the best athletes we've ever seen in these parts. I'm a sophomore. I'm like, I mean, I didn't get it. He said, I'm telling yeah. you, he said, if you don't want to play there, come play in Brookshire. We'd love to have you. And I said, okay, I'll think about it. So I went back home. My mother said, what did he say? My dad, I said, I said, I told him, he said, I shouldn't have quit. You know, go back and play. It could be your way out. And my mother said, I don't like football, but I don't like to quit. He said, if you want to go play at Brookshire, I'll have you go. I'll, I'll drive you over there. It was, only, it was only 12 miles away. I'll take you to Brookshire, you know, to school. And I decided to, you know, to stay. But he came, I got to say, Ralph Harris came to each player's house that summer. Because my best friend kind of said, man, is Ralph in your house? I'm like, no. He said, he's on his way, man. He's going to all the play, black players' house and come back and play football. So he came back. And we all, we all, we literally all came back and we played. Now, let me say this much. It wasn't one of them feel-good stories. Like, oh, we all, you know, <laughs> you know everything worked out. You know, I, I, I still did not like him. I mean, I had arguments. I mean, I won't forget my senior year. He told, because he, he wanted me to go to University of Texas, and I didn't want to go to UT. I mean, I wasn't sure if I wanted to go or not, but he said, I'll tell the coaches, you're not, you're not interested in going to college. I said, you know what, Ralph? I said, I don't need you, man. I mean, I'm a young kid. I, you know, you, yeah. I wasn't taught to talk to grown-ups like right. that. I said, I don't need you. I said, if they want me, they'll come to my house and get me. I don't need you for nothing. And so sure enough, he was telling people I didn't want to come to college, but all the coaches come to my house. So that's how it kind of it got, got, got worked out and I went going to college. So he but wasn't make, really going to go to bat for you with coaches, was he? No, no, not not at all. Not, not, and that not, was the only even. way at the time. It was really kind of the only way to to be recruited, wasn't it? It was, through, through your head coach. I mean, through yeah. your, your head coach could push you or he could, he could sink right. you. But the problem was, the only problem, I guess, it was good for me. And I always say, I mean, if God got a plan, you can't change it. You know, um, the, the thing was is that I was the number one recruit in the whole nation. From a little town in Sealy, Texas, 2,000 people. You know, I still got the book. It was me, Elway, Marino, in that order. <laughs> That's the order. <laughs> and so, That's you know, amazing. Yeah, he, he, he couldn't do anything. He couldn't do anything about it. But I'll fast forward even about him. You know, um, it was probably 10 years ago. Uh, but he, a uh, guy called me that knows him. And he says, uh, hey, Eric. I said, what's going on, Dan? He said, what's up? He said, you talk? He said, man, I got somebody I want to say hi to you. I said, okay. He, he guy gets on the phone. He said, hey, Eric, as soon as I heard it, his voice, my heart started beating fast. Oof. And I almost wow. got pissed. I, I, I said, what's up, Ralph? He said, how's it going, Eric? I said, man, I'm good. I said, well, I said, what can I do for you? 
He said, I just want to tell you, man, I've seen your career. He said, you had a great career. I just want to say congratulations. Congratulations from the Hall of Fame. And he said, I want to say something. He said, I was an idiot. And I want to apologize to all you guys of how I treated you guys. And I said, Raph, I said, man, I said, thanks for saying. I really appreciate you saying that. Because it meant a lot. Because, I mean, yeah. you know, as a kid, you think yeah. you're wrong. But it showed that I wasn't wrong. I mean, I wasn't probably wasn't right at everything. But, I mean, it showed. And, and I mean, he changed. He changed. Because the guy he's playing golf was a black guy. <laughs> I mean, they said, they said yeah. we were really good friends. Wow. So he changed. But, you know, that, that, that meant a lot for him to say that to me. That's incredible. I mean, That's what a truly, you know, most high schoolers, you know, would dream of having grown grown ups, you know, fight fight each other to get them to play football, you know, <laughs> uh, whether it was cash, cars, or anything they can imagine. But what you don't think about is the empty promises, the the phone calls in the middle of the night, and even threats. How much pressure weighed Ooh. on your shoulders? Uh, when man, faced with your college decision, Eric, there was so many. You said it was so many threats, and man, I'm gonna lose my job. I don't forget. I, I was. Uh, it was a coach from A and M. He came to my house, and she uh, came out. He's. It was like midnight, and and my mother came, woke me up. She said, "Eric," I said, "Huh?" I thought something happened, and and she said, "I said, yeah." She said, "As a coach," I said, "A coach." She said, "He wants to talk to you." I'm like. Okay, so I get out, get up. We go, we get sit on, on the step. I won't forget, we sit on the steps. It was stars in the sky. And he, and he said, he said, Eric, I said, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going to lose my job if I don't get you. You know, and I'm like, he said, he said, what are you thinking? I say, I'm thinking about going back to sleep. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> but, you know, I talked to him. I, you know, and they make you feel bad because, you know, but, they, you know, they said it all. You know, yeah. we don't have you. You know, you the guy we need. We missing yeah. you. you. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, but you know, and and it, it, it did cause some problems in my household. My mother, because my dad had passed away, but there wasn't gonna be no more major problems because I'm gonna listen to what Viola has to say. So, you know, I ain't, I ain't gonna talk back. But you know, I wanted to go to OU. That's the school I wanted to go to. I wanted to go to right. Oklahoma. But but she didn't. She didn't like Barry Switzer. She said that when they came and I recommitted to him, she said that man's a liar, Eric, and I don't trust him. She said I don't believe him. She said, so you're a Texas boy. She said, why you want to go to? You ain't gonna live in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, you know, I never I think about you know, I ain't think about that. I'm like, I ain't think about it. You know, Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, so. so so but but that was kind because of, Josh is a couple years younger than I am, but this is around the time I'm, you know, I I've got my favorite football players, Earl Campbell, you know, sure. I'm watching football, all, all of that. And here's the best running back that's at SMU. And I and that was always kind of puzzling to me. So why was it SMU? Why did you go there? Well, I'll tell you why I went to SMU. People think we went for the money and all that kind of stuff. No, my, my mother chose that school for me, really. Uh, I committed to to then I then I said, okay, I'll go to AM. I'll go to AM because they wanted me to stay in Texas. So AM was close. So I committed to AM. I didn't really want to go to AM. I it's funny when you're a kid. I didn't yeah. like their uniform. <laughs> I didn't like that Aggie, the big chin. I didn't like that. And they had no girl. They would have yell leaders. I'm like, yell leaders? I'm like, hold on, some cheerleaders. I'm like, oh. I, I mean, I, that was just killing me. So I didn't want to go there for that. But I committed to them. Dang, and I won't forget it. We had, we had a barbecue. And my grandmother, my grandparents, cousin, they all came down. And, and my grandmother, my mother, put me to the side. She said, Eric, let me talk to you. She said, let me ask you a question. But it's my mother, my real mom, my grandmother, and my mother who raised me by old. She said, let me ask you a question. She said, she said don't lie to me now. She said are you happy with your decision? She said, don't lie. I said, no, I'm not. She said, 
my mother, my mother's Eric. She said, but look, I don't want you to go to Oklahoma. She said, you don't want to go. She said, she said, because Ron Ma had been there too, recruiting. She said, right. what about what about SMU? She said, what about what about that? She said, Texas, no. What about that? I said, I like SMU. I said, but man, they ain't, you know, I said, they ain't winning. I said, I said, but yeah, she said, I won't be serious, but you could be the first. Y'all could set something that as nobody has done, they'll be talking about it for years. I said, okay, man. I said, well, she said, I'll tell you what. She said, do you mind if it's got in Robin Buttecky from Wallace, in, uh, uh, oh, not Wallace, um, Rosenberg, Texas, like 20 miles away. I'm, How about if I call Robin Buttecky and tell him you're interested in going to SMU? I said, okay. So sure enough, she called him. She called Robin Buttecky. And uh, he said, you know, he said, run my, I can be here in three hours. <laughs> <laughs> three hours but they got to go back to the, the beginning how she got how he, how he got to this is that uh he came to my house and when ron came there you know she was like every he's like any other coach white white man you mm-hmm. go to SMU, you know, go to his school but my mother said he said he said miss dickinson he said you got anything here to eat and she said sure so they went in the kitchen and he put an apron on and started having my mother cook and wow. some chicken, and I'll never forget. It. And I say, "Oh, he got me." And yeah. she, 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 that's why she she wanted me to go to school. She said, I want you. That's why I want you to go to school. She wanted me to go to school there. I just so when when I went out that fast forward, so I went down to we 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 left the house doing the barbecue like like about five o'clock. The one was like like say like twenty miles. Rode down, run my flew in, met with Coach Meyer, arrived in Buttecky. And I, and I committed to him, and that's a, that's that's how it happened. That's exactly that's how I got this interview. Yeah, that's how I got this interview. Well, then, then, then the Pony Express, of course, is uh, legendary. You guys really did turn it into something. And of course, then there was a scandal. You both have. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. My two idols have these uh, famous cars from high school, college. <laughs> Eric, Rex is Rex had this IROC Z. And both Ooh. of our schools went on probation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it had nothing yeah. to do with me. That's the kicker. It had yeah. nothing to do with me. It had nothing to do with me. Yeah. <laughs> well, he had that uh, IROC Z, and somehow over the years, it had his initials, REC, on the door, but it became this thing that he had uh, custom put on there, IREX Z. I heard and that. That, that never true. happened. It never Not happened, true. and it's gained all this momentum <laughs> through the years. People are always like, oh, yeah, the IREC Z. Well, you've got a car, the gold trans A&M, as it was once called. That, uh, trans that, that forever, you know, you were just, you know, mom about, and then it's been almost about 40 years. And then in your book that we're going to get to, uh, you – actually started to talk about it and the money and what happened in the recruiting stuff. Do you want to talk about that car for a second? Well, the car, look, the car was something that I wanted that car, <laughs> you know, and I won't forget how, how we, we, we go down to, uh, to Houston. It was at Leo Johnigan. I used to drive by and sit out the freeway every day. See the, that's, that's a Pontiac dealership. I see the, the, the Trans Am sitting out there and something I'd pull in and I had an old pickup truck that started with a screwdriver. So I'd go and look at it. I'm like, damn, I like this car. So I won't forget one Saturday, my mother said, my mother, uh, my real mom, my, my mom said, hey, we're going to go down and look at that car here in Houston. I'm like, huh? So yeah, we're gonna, my stepfather, my mother, my real mother's husband, at that car in Houston. And then Leo John said, okay, so we all rode down. My grandmother from Houston met us. My mom and my, my, my adopted mother, Viola, we all there, my grandfather. 
And make a long story short, sitting there, I saw these like three white men come, you know, they talking to the to the sales, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden they say, hey, take it for a ride. So I took it for a drive, man. I like, I loved it. <laughs> and uh, come back and say, okay, it's yours. I'm like, huh? It's mine. I said, it's mine. I said, yeah, it's yours. And mom, I said, mom, I said, she said, don't worry about it. She said, you don't get no trouble for it. That's what she said. And sure enough, you know, I had the car. And then let me tell you, the, the, that, that, was, that was a Saturday. Monday morning, the NCAA was at my at the school, at Sealy High School, coming to ask me about that car. You know? Wow. But but I but they they I'm, I'll, I'll just tell you that that car was clean, man, because they couldn't find nothing on it. My grandmother had, I, you know the story. Basically, I'll just tell you, A and M had my mother. My grandmother paid for the car, not my mother. My grandmother. We were confused. My grandmother in Houston, they could afford the car. My grandfather had. He was a crane operator. They got a, pretty much a new car every couple of years, a Cadillac. And so they paid for the car, and A and M gave them the money back for the car, cash. And so that was it. And voila! And I, and I didn't find that. Out. I didn't find that. Out. So I was in the pro. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine. I believe I said, that. I said, "Tell me how I got the car." She said, "You, you, you never knew." I said, "No." She said, "Your grandmother paid for the car, and A and M gave the money back for it." I'm like, oh, "Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that was it." That's <laughs> you never had nothing to do with the car. Yeah, genius. Yeah, yeah, genius. Yeah. So I tell you, everybody was doing it. That's what's so. Uh, of course, everybody. of course, and we uh, need to get to the NIL stuff because you've been vocal about it, and you've been vocal about it for years. But I, I do want to know if you didn't have to share carries in college, what would you have done? <laughs> well, I'll say this much: I think I think it kept me healthy, and I, and and you know, I'm 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 glad I did. Now, when I look back at my career, but oh, I'd had two thousand yards for sure. There's no doubt that that would have been that'd have been a given. I mean, think about it. My my senior year, I had uh, my, my my sophomore, my junior, I had fourteen hundred yards, some fourteen, some can in time. And my senior had 16, I think 16, 17, seven yards to carry. And I had 201 carries. That's it. I average seven yards to carry. I mean, seven yards. you know, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I would break a long run almost every game. I mean, we played AM. I had 14 carries for 200 yards. And I always tell Herschel, I said, that's my Hobbit trophy, you guys. You know, that's my house, but you know, they were, they were, you know, they won't give me, they won't, they won't give me the house, you know. No, they weren't. <laughs> not, nah, they weren't. Nah, 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 they won't give it to nah. me. Nah. SEC, all of that. Nah, hey, yeah. uh, it, Eric, it had been like 30 years since you were at SMU before the program, you know, finally felt comfortable bringing you, Craig James, and the rest of the Pony Express back to the program. Why did it take so long? And, and how do you feel about, uh, about it today? Well, you know, I, I think it was wrong because we as key, we had nothing to do with the death penalty. I mean, the yeah. death penalty had nothing to do with us at all. I mean, I was gone. I was in the pros five years when they had the death penalty, and they always bring it back to me and Craig. I'm like, I wasn't there. I told them that don't recruit the guy, the guy that that caused him the death penalty. I told him don't recruit. I see he's a bad guy, you know, and no one listened to me. I mean, so you know, and then they recruited him, and he 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 he, he, he turned to me. Now the big thing was is that if Ron Meyer would have stayed at SMU or if we'd had a guy like a Ron Meyer they could have came and took that job that was really ready for it that death penalty would have never happened it wouldn't have because Ron you know he knew that he knew that he knew how it worked he, he knew the system I think every, like everybody was doing it. but see we were a smaller school you don't beat Texas you don't beat AM. you don't beat Arkansas you don't beat those big schools because they get pissed you know how why, why they get all this talent because everybody wanted to go to SMU you were right in Dallas Texas 
I, I had so many guys say, man, I just loved y'all uniforms, man. That uniform was so cool. So With that big pony on the, on the helmet. You know, <laughs> you know we, had, we had a big pony, a big pony yep. to cover the whole helmet. You know, and everybody wanted to go there. And, and you think about it, Texas wasn't having that. I mean, we beat yep. them in my sophomore year, 20 to 6. They were ranked number two in the nation. And we beat them in Austin. And that Monday morning, once again, NCAA was at school <laughs> doing an investigation. You know, that's just how it is. You know, I just show you how you know how, how one sided it is. Yeah, it's so yeah, funny yeah. too because it's come so full circle with NIL. Uh, the football program at SMU tweeted out a graphic and said, "All roads lead to Dallas," and it has a gold Trans Am on it. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes, I saw it. I like it. Yeah. I, we, we just did a thing. We just did a thing for it, uh, for for SMU. Uh, me and Craig and Lance uh, last week. I'm excited to see it come out. Uh, it's oh, it's kind of it's kind of like a spoop on it's kind of spoop on the on the gold trans dam, but you know I think it's great. You know I'm glad I'm glad that I'm glad that, 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 that having the guys come back because me I live in California, you know, and I get a lot of calls, man. They don't want us back up, and I, and I was pissed. I'm like, man, f them. I said, I said we didn't do anything wrong. We a bunch of kids. I said they benefited from what we did. They the school benefited from it, you know, and um, you know it, it's. But now you know this time is going on. I mean, it just goes to show, I've always said that the kids should get something for playing college football. I, I'm not saying we should make NFL money, nothing like that. But you got to think, a lot of these kids, black and white kids, they didn't have any, they, they don't have nothing. You got to play football, go to class. And that's hard. That's a hard. That's hard. It's like a job. I mean, and you couldn't take a girl on a date. You got no money. I mean, got my mom couldn't afford to send me no money. She was a housekeeper, you know, and that was it. People don't understand. I mean, I, I, I got to college and, you know, I didn't ha have much, we didn't have much money, but I had teammates who a couple of them, this was the first time they were able to eat three times a day. Bam. You know? Perfect. And so, that's true. so, um, I mean, and if you got no money to do your laundry, to, to take a girl on a date, to get a burger instead of the, you know, cafeteria food, I, people don't understand. And <clears throat> Yeah, you're getting your scholarship, but you're also playing your sport every day. The the thing that where I've always had a problem, Eric, is you know, basketball is one thing, baseball is one, football. It, most most young men that go to college are playing five years of high level football um, because they're redshirted. Now, most of these guys are not going on to make any money playing the game. No, they've got know. the same. It's a different physical sport. It's the same, you know, brain injuries, the same collisions for five straight years after four years of high school. And and those guys don't have health insurance. They don't have yeah. any kind. Of, I mean, it's the same ACL that you tore that has taken four surgeries. They don't. I, how do you come down on all of that? You know, it, it's, it's, it's amazing how people judge something they don't know anything about like i was telling them, i said well let me they said well you know what about the other sports i said that's great basketball so some schools are basketball schools like let's say syracuse you know north yeah. Carolina, those are basketball schools basketball schools they, they run it but i said but let's look at it like this here how many let's say i'm gonna use the, the bit let's use let's, let's even use north carolina let's mm -hmm. use north that's that's the best really a basketball school or kentucky. Have a, have, or kentucky or <laughs> kentucky or kentucky right kentucky <laughs> 
you know, they they they're gonna they're gonna have at a, at a basketball game when arena is gonna fill up how many? 12, 15,000 people? 20, 22, okay, 24. 24,000 yeah. 24, or 24,000. Okay. And right. let's go to the football. Let's go to the football stadium where you got 60 or 70,000. Yep. That's yep. the big difference. Foot like football runs in Alabama, USC, Oklahoma. Yeah. The, the football run, football pays for everything. everything. Football pays for all of it. That's 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 what that's why that's why the money comes in at. And some people don't understand that. I'm like, hey, man, the, the, you, you go when you go to a, a, a swim match, you're not gonna see a hundred thousand people watching somebody swim on a tennis match. It don't work like that. I said it's a football game, tailgating, football. It's, it's uh-huh. all it's all about football. Just like the NFL, <laughs> you know, it's all about. They wait for the season to show up. It's all about football, tailgating. So I mean, I, it's I a hell. It's a people, hell of a business model when you don't have to pay your labor. And so ain't it a hell of and, and they call it slavery. That's what they call it slavery. I mean, you ain't paying, you ain't got to pay them nothing. All they they're gonna make us all this money. We're gonna pay them some scholarships that the state is paying for, it, and we ain't gotta pay them. But 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 the NCAA is making them just 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 give me the money. Can't bring, but send, send it over here by me. So I just I've I've always thought it was wrong. Where do you come out on the NIL stuff that's happening right now? Um yeah. You know, I, I think it's good. I just think, you know, they've got to get a hold on it. You know, um, you know, some of the schools can't afford, you know, to, to keep up with other universities. But, you know, that means, you know, the thing is, is that a lot of those schools, they're not going to get those athletes anyway. They're not going to get the, 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 the top recruits. You're not going to, that's just not going to happen. So, you know, I just feel like some way you got to compensate the athletes. Now, I, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how it's going to work. But I think the NIL thing, I think it's good for them. I really think it's good for the players. I think it's good for, for the schools. And, I, and, I, and my thing is, you should, they should get rid of the NCAA. They, they don't need the NCAA. <laughs> I think everybody should, if you want to police, you police your own conference. If you're in the ACC, you police the ACC. If you're in the SEC, you police the ACC, however you want to do it. But, you know, because you know you know what everybody's doing pretty much, you know, just mm-hmm. just, just, just do it. I, you know, what I, I, I've always struggled with is that, you know, I think back to, when I was in college, the guys that I played with in college on the basketball team, but also the guys on the football team, Mark Higgs is one of my homeboys went to uh, from my hometown and, and Mark played in the NFL for a while. Um, but I think back most, you know, most of the guys we played with uh, were on the, or were on the football team or baseball team. They didn't go on to, you know, make money playing in the pros how great would it have been for those guys to be able to have some commercial deals locally, you know, where they could make, you know, knock out some money for four or five years in college. I mean, I don't get what's wrong with that. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, they, they almost made it like, like it's a crime, like, like, like you're doing something wrong. If, if you get, uh, let's say you get $50 for putting a tattoo on or something or whatever. I mean, it's, 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 they made, they made, they made, they make it seem like you're doing something like, like it's really criminal. And these right. kids, these are kids that are, have nothing. They have nothing. I, nothing. I think it's fantastic. I really, I really think it's great. Uh, and one thing I got to give SMU credit is, is that they're also having business people m- mentor these young men about the yeah. money and by paying taxes, you know, with taxes. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you this much, honestly. When I got to the pros, <laughs> and I, I'm going to get my check. I'm like, what is, what is this? And where's, why, why is my check only like, Four thousand dollars, you know, money. I'm like, where's all this other money going to? And a lot, of, and trust me, still today, young men don't—they don't understand that. If you say a million dollars, well, I'm getting a million dollars. 
no, no, you ain't get no million dollars. You know, it's <laughs> gonna you might get half of that. You know, and so I think it's great what SMU is doing there. I think and I hope more schools do that. You know, get people to educate the the, the, the young men and women. You know, of how you know you have to pay taxes. You know, and, and how the money's gonna be taken out. You know, and you don't want to have to come back and you don't spend fifty thousand dollars. You got a tax bill for a hundred thousand dollars later. True, true story. I was it was my rookie year, and uh, I. Uh, October 15th rolled around. I hadn't gotten paid at all. I signed my contract back in the summer, but um, I, I get my first paycheck. And well, it was direct deposited, but you remember Eric, like they, they leave your stub on your, on your uh, chair in the locker room. And I came back in after practice, my first uh, paycheck. And I did the same thing. I looked at it and I saw it took out, you know, $10,000 for federal tax and, and st then state tax and social security. And I looked to Del Curry and Muggsy Bogues and I said, all right, so um, I've heard about the tax returns. When do we get this money back? And they they both looked at me and said, what? And I said, yeah, when do we get this back? And they said, you can't be this dumb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had no idea and no clue. Yeah, I mean, I guess right? when I went when I was out to Rams to show you how it was with them, we got two different checks from two different banks. They were bouncing money. We got, let's say, you got one from Wells Fargo, and say one from Bank of America. Not, and, and I'm like, okay, I, I thought that was normal. So when I went to the coast and I got one check, I'm like, so when we get the other check. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Branded Bills, the best place online for premium headwear and apparel. Branded Bills has hundreds of designs available, including our popular state collection, where you can show your pride with hats, shirts, hoodies, and more for all 50 states. Are you a company looking to brand your business? Branded Bills also offers custom apparel options that can meet your brand standards with fast turnaround and shipping. To shop or learn more, visit brandedbills.com today. What was it like on the field for you? I mean, you get to the Rams, you, you, 1,808 yards, a rookie record, still a rookie record your first year. Then the second year you're in the league, 2105, still a record. You must have been thinking this is this this is easy. <laughs> nah, it wasn't easy. It wasn't. It, it was. It was. It was not easy. And you know, I, I loved it so much, though, uh, Josh. I, I loved it to death, and I, I want to be. I want to be great because I was my, my my dad always taught me. They said, "Son, all that you do, do what you might. Things done by halves are never done right." I put a hundred percent into it. I mean, a hundred percent in the working out. You know, I had the talent. It was a God-given talent, but I worked at it. I mean, I really worked at it. My best friend, he still says today, he said, if you're going to work out with Eric Dickerson, he said, you better bring a lunch. I mean, because when I was in, when I was young, I was in shape. I could work. I mean, I, I, I would push it. I'd push it to the limit. I really did. And so, you know, that first year, you know, because uh, people had the expectation. I was tall. I was too tall mm -hmm. to be a running back. Um, you know, Tom Landry told John Robinson in one of the scrimmages, he said, I think you made a mistake with him. You know, I don't think he's going to last. He runs too high. And, um, you know, and if they, they, they didn't think I was as fast because I was big. I was tall. I couldn't be running, I couldn't be running that fast. It can't be that fast. And so uh, we, we scrimmaged the Cowboys, and I won't forget, boy, man, I was so nervous, man. And I was, I, I forgot, I was so nervous. I, I forgot to play. I forgot to play. <laughs> and I had to go to the sideline. They had to sell me down. That's how nervous I was. And I went back in. I had a really good pride, a really good game. against. Just a, just a, just a scrimmage. 
And uh, he told he told Johnny, so I think I think he's gonna be all right. And wife <laughs> to give it to the Cowboys to love to give it to them back. So I mean that 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 red rookie season, man, was was great. I mean, uh, it was it was long. I can tell you, I wasn't used to a sixteen game season. Yeah. Uh, around by week twelve or thirteen, because I, I you know I was I was two hundred twenty five pounds by week twelve thirteen. I was down to two twelve. Damn. I, I was just I was I was beat down, tired. I mean, because I didn't carry the ball, and I carried the ball. 390 times, and I think I had 51 receptions. I got about over 400 times my rookie year. Damn. You know, as, as a rookie, I mean, that's that's the, that's the, that's you. I don't think you ever see that again. As, as a rookie, you, you're making up for all those all those he didn't get in college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's what I told you. I'm good with that. I'm good. Yeah, with that. yeah. you know, when did you have a did you have a, a game though, or a, a, just an experience as a rookie, whether it was in camp or in a game where you know, you did something and you went, okay, it was against whoever or whatever, where you went, this is, it's hard, but it's easier than maybe I thought it was going to be. Two, that's that's a good question. And nobody's asked me that's that's good because I had one in practice where I made a cut. I won't forget, I made a, I still have have a picture of it in my my office. I don't know how to call it. I I made a quick cut and cut a field and I ran the DB. And I'm like, man, that was, that felt good. You know, that was a good one that boy. That just shows how fast I was, you know, yeah. because I used to argue with my boy Leroy Irving about you gotta run. I said, Leroy, you can't run me. I said, you can't run me, Leroy. <laughs> you know, I said, <laughs> we argued about it. And 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 going back to that 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 Jets football game, it was in the Jets. We played the Jets, the fourth game of the year. And uh, I won't forget it. I had a, that 85 yard touchdown run. That was that was a big run. But it was late in the game. The the we played at Shea Stadium, and the lights came on. Like it was getting the sun and went down, and then the lights came on top of the stadium. I never forget it. And we we're about to break the hole. It was a pass play, and Vince Farrell Gummo he said, "Eric, if I don't see anything downfield, I'm coming to you." I said, "Okay, I'll run a swing route." And as you see, drop back. All I could see was his head going left. You could see that horn just turning this way, this way. Then <laughs> all of a sudden, I could see his arm come over the top, and as I saw his arm. All I thought, man, this is the NFL. I mean, it hit me like that. That is still my biggest moment for me. Oh. That 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 the, the, I mean, the catch I picked up like twenty yards, and I'm like, man, I'm so excited oh, to be playing pro football. And, and I just, I, I just, I just loved it. That's so great. Well, do you so remember great. because you were such a such a big big back, especially then? You know, it's it's the the NFL's gotten so much bigger. Uh, but do you remember the hardest hit you might have put on some? And do you remember the hardest hit that, that you got? You, man, you were unbelievable at not allowing people to hit you square and good. And you always fell forward. It was amazing. I mean, that, there's three more yards right there. You, you, it, but, and you're, you know, you don't walk around bow legged singly. I know you have, pain, <laughs> you have a bad back. Uh, uh, your, your mind, it is good for all these hits you've taken and all your body. How did you manage that? And how did you, uh, did you always avoid hits that way? And what was the hardest you got and the hardest you gave? Well, I'll say as much as four is uh, my body and my body is beat up. It is. It's, it's not what it used to be for sure. I mean, I'm in, I mean, I'm in a lot better shape than most guys. You know, my memory is not what it was. Matter of fact, me and my friend, Christian McCoy was just talking about that this mm. morning. Was hoping, you know, um, what's the name? What's the name? Died from the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, uh, 
uh, is it uh, Lynn Lynn Dawson, the court the quarterback. Yeah, Lynn man. Dawson. Yeah, yeah, Lynn, Lynn Dawson, Dawson just passed. passed away. And we both said, man, I hope I don't have dementia. I hope I don't go out like that. That would just be terrible. We both were talking about it. But when you talk about hits, you know, one of the one of the big hits that, that I remember, I got, I got a couple of them, two in particular. We played the San Francisco 49ers here at home. I think it was my second year in the league. And um Ryan playing against Ronnie. And you know, Ronnie Lau was known for putting you on the highlight tape, on yeah. their highlight tape, and not in a yeah. good way. Right. So I was always, you know, kind of looking, looking, looking for him. And one in this particular day, me and him had got into like a fight a couple of plays before, like a like a fight. So uh later later in the game, I jumped over a pile. And I still have the picture. I have a picture, that's a great picture. I'm jumping over a pile, and there's all these 49ers, and I'm in, I'm way up in the air, but I'm trying to get back to the ground. It looks like I'm looking at them, but I'm, I see Ronnie coming. He's coming fast too. But I wore a flag jacket. I was wore a jacket, and he hit me in my ribs. Don't get me in my. He got me good, and he jumped. He said, "I got you. I got you." I said, "You didn't get me. No, you did." He said, "Yeah, I did." So I go back to the hole, and then Ben Gamo calls a run. But I said, "No, dog, he got it. He got. He got to throw it." <laughs> so now he, he got. He got me good. But in that same oh. game, I ran. I ran over him for a third and one to get the field goal. Right. I ran over him. and he told me, he said, Eric, he said, man, you said you ran flat over me. He said, my son said, yeah, I never saw you get run over before. <laughs> he said, it's a big back. <laughs> but that just goes hey, to show you, 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 get, you get each other. I, it, it reminds me, Ronnie was, a, oof, I can't imagine. But I also can't imagine, you know, it's one thing being an offensive player. Um, can you imagine – because the rules are so different today and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's probably a good thing that they are what they are. Can you imagine being in the middle of your career as a defensive back? And now all of a sudden you can't hit guys like you used to be able to hit them. What kind of, oh, I know. or, or rushing the quarterback or whatever it is that you've got to dial down your timing and your speed and all of that. I, I can't imagine what that's like. Well, I, I don't think they die down the speed. I think they die down how they hit you. Like they can't yeah. back in our day. They could hit you with a crown of a helmet. It didn't make right. a difference. They could, they could, they could clothesline you. They can't do all that stuff anymore. And they, and they start teaching it from you know junior high to high yeah. school to college. That was back then. It was a, it was a free for all. It was, it, it was however you got hit, you got hit. Uh, you played through, you played through concussions. I mean, I mean, I won't forget. I got hit in Chicago, and I know I had a concussion. I mean, because we, it was me and Michael, me and Mike Singletary hit. Oh. They played it for a long time in the NFC Championship game. And I went to the sidelines, and they said, uh, you okay? I said, yeah, I'm all right. They said, where you at? I said, I'm in Chicago. I said, who are you playing? I'm playing the Bears. What's your name? Eric Dickerson. I don't know how I remember this. Year. They said, what's your date of birth? I said, I have no idea. That's I where I could have come in. September 2nd, Yeah, man, but 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 you know, this all he's he got he just got a dean. Just you know, he's he's okay. You know, that's just that's that shows you how but I'm I'm glad we did protect the guys today. But you know, even back then, man, DBs didn't want to they didn't want to tackle big backs. I mean, because I can think of times where I would just if I had to, I'd run over a defensive back, run over and run around and stiff arm him. Um, but you know, them, other, them big guys, man, it was, uh, you had to deal with them guys. Um, Eric, uh, the league has, uh, great, some great backs now, Derek Henry, Nick Chubb, Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, uh, 
why will none of those guys, why will none of those guys or anyone ever break your single season rushing record? Uh, well, I don't think they care the ball enough. They don't, they, they don't care the ball enough. That's, that's one thing. I mean, yeah. you saw Derrick Henry got close, you know, he got mm-hmm. close. Um, but you know, and like I always say, you know, I got close more than I got close multiple times too. I was in Indianapolis and it was on pace, even ahead of the pace at one point. It's hard to get 2000. You know, a lot has to go into it. You got to stay healthy. You know, you, you can't fall behind in the game. It's just so much that, that, that goes into, um, you know, playing that position. Um, and it's just, it's just, it's just really difficult, but you know, maybe one day someone might break the record. I don't know. Maybe, you know, but I just hope I just live a long time and nobody breaks me. I'm alive and I'm dead. And I don't have to take it and have at it. You know? it's maybe, been maybe, a long maybe my son, time. Maybe, maybe my son may break. He wants to play running back. So maybe he'll break it. Will you sign for him to play? You know, do I want him to play? No. But I will most definitely explain it to him. And, you know, because he plays flag football right now. Flag right. football, he runs track. He loves it. Uh, and I asked him, I said, I said, what's your favorite? Uh, he says, you know that, track, I figured. Because that's like me. I just love track. Track and then football. Those two he loved the most. Um, but I would sign for him. But I would most definitely explain it to him how, you know, rough it is. And Because I tell him, I said, look, you play flag, son. I see your dad play tackle. And, you know, it's funny. Your kids don't. I, sh- I said, look, then show him a video. He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all say how fast you I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm like, okay, all right. You know, <laughs> just like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, okay, okay. okay. I said, okay. Well, you you had you had some great offensive lines. You had Jackie Slater. You had some real, but you never played with a great quarterback. What well, what would you have done if they couldn't stack the box against you? Whoo! I say that all the time, man. God, <laughs> man, do you know how frustrated it is walking to the line of scrimmage and seeing eight nine in the box? That no, is frustrating. I yeah, can't imagine. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's so frustrating. You're walking up there and you see the safeties. Like we played the Bears in the NFC Championship game. You come the safeties right there behind the behind the linebacker. I mean, I'm like, dang, if I get past him, I got to deal with him. <laughs> you know? Um, uh, it'll be, be, be nice. I, 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 the first time I had a chance to play with a, a real quarterback, and Vince was, Vince was the best quarterback I played with, Vince Ferragamo, my one year. But I played in the Pro Bowl with Joe Montana. And I remember I told Roger Craig, I said, man, you look so lucky. I mean, his passes were so easy to catch. I mean, yeah, if I'd have had a quarterback, wow. Just, I always say, just a piece of quarterback. <laughs> right. Right. Ed, Ed, the Rams. Uh, I, I worked for uh, the Cronkies in Denver for years, and and the Rams put it together this past year. What do you, what's your take on the Rams, and and what's your relationship with the Rams these days? I'm really glad that we won that Super Bowl. We needed that for Los Angeles, for the city. Uh, man, I think that Sean McVay has come in done a great job of uh, coaching this football team. He's done a great job of drafting. You know. I'm proud of our football team. That's all that counts. And my thing, you know, my main thing is I want us to win at all costs. I mean, yeah. Like I said, you think I care about a Super Bowl? I want us to win. I want us to win. That's my most important thing. I want my team to win. Uh, before we before we let you go, I want I want to ask what made you want to chronicle your life uh, by writing "Watch My Smoke." Uh, I think you know, that 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 the people guys that knew me and, and knew some of my story, just a little bit of it. And every night I tell pieces, they'd ask me about certain things. And I'm like, man, Eric, really? I didn't know that, man. Maybe do a book, man. Maybe do a book. It'll be great. I mean, and it just came to a point where I think mostly for my kids one day, they'll look back and they could have to look at, you know, the, my, my kids, my grandkids, their kids. You know, that was my great, great grandfather. That was my grandfather. Yeah. You know, that was my dad. You know, they can look back and they can read some of the stuff that, some of the stuff that, 
that I didn't get a chance to tell them. And some of the things, honestly, Rex, I'm sure as time goes on, I'll forget. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll forget a lot of it. You know, and, and that's just that's just life. You know, and have I don't, you found it? Have you found it therapeutic writing it? Yes, I'm telling yeah. you, because it was it yeah. was some of that stuff. I got I got really emotional. I broke down and started crying. Yeah. And some of them talking about my my father, my relationship with my father. I, I I miss my mom and stuff. And you know, even talking about my 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 college head coach. I mean, I mean, my high school head coach. I mean, how you know, I was I was angry at him, man. Yeah. I was just really angry because. I saw how he did. He did not just me, other players too. And you know, when you leave there, you leave behind. I can't help these other guys. Yeah. I'm just like, man, what did he do when we left? You know. So most definitely, I, it it helped me a lot to, to to let stuff go. And you know, people, I tell people, you know, that, that read the book. I'm I'm. It's not. I'm not angry at all. I mean, this is what happened because I think what, what happened is some guy wrote a letter. My wife got it. Said he said that you sounded angry. I said, well, you know, it's funny how anytime a black man starts telling the truth. We sound angry, you know. I said, but white guy says he don't sound angry. But a Latino guy says he don't sound Asian. He, but when we when we talk about it, I would just tell you, I'm pissed off. <laughs> I, was just, yeah. I, was, I was just saying like that. I'm pissed, but I'm not angry. I'm just telling a story, and my story is my my story is in that book, and it is all true. I I mean, I just gotta say to both of you, this is a crazy day for me 14 year old me would explode (laughs) literally like there'd be chunks of me everywhere but so i i'm just soaking this in enjoying it i know it's coming to an end uh who was your eric dickerson you're my idol who was your eric dickerson that's easy oj oj simpson he was we were trying we were guessing before the show started and we we he was one of the one of uh what two or three That's yeah. the only reason I played running back because he played it. Yep, I wanted to play running. He was six foot three. He was fast, you know. And I, that, that, that was that's that's why I played the position of running back. Where, where were you like um, when Gail Sayers was was coming up? Oh, I, yeah, I, I was, I was, little, I was born in nineteen sixty, and he was playing. Right. I was, I was a little kid, you know. I was real small. I didn't say I never saw. I saw a little bit of Gail, a little bit, but I, I didn't see any of Jim Brown. I saw all I saw was OJ. OJ was, was my guy. You crossed Is there anybody over with, today that that you would pay to watch a running back? Uh, yeah. I mean, I like to watch Zeke play. I watch. I like the current. I like. I like uh, uh, the one. I can't forget his name. Derek. I like Derek Henry. I like him oh. a lot. I, I like him. He's big. He's a big guy. <laughs> so afraid of him. You can tell. <laughs> They're like, hey, I got to make a business decision. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I got out at LAX one day, and he got out at, like the Uber next to me, and I was. He had just won the Heisman, and I was just he's like, big. give me a big. He's big. Oh, he's, I'm six three, yeah. and I was. I was like, he's not a, a defensive end, or I couldn't. Yeah. Believe. Yeah, he's a he's a big guy, man. He's a really big guy, you know. Matter of fact, uh, when I met him, uh, I stood there and I'm like, man, I said, you think you're taller than me? You wider than me, you wider than me for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a big guy, yeah. Eric, what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie? God, that's a tough one. I have so many. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I tell you what I really I like. Well, I like, I like Shane. Okay. okay. I like Shane. I like Shane. I like Shane. Uh, Shane okay. is my my weapon. Great move. Uh, God. Uh, God. What's the one? Um, oh God. I think it's Face Off. No, Face Off with Nicholas Cage. Yeah, yeah. Nick Cage yeah. and John Travolta. Yeah. John yeah. Travolta. Yeah, yeah. I like that too. I like that movie too. Matter of fact, I got the the money clip that he had in a, in a he had two forty fives and he had a 
a money clip in there. Money. I had that money clip made. I still have it. I've had that money clip for like 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how much I like that movie. <laughs> oh, that's, that's great. great. What about what about sitting front row center for any performer or speaker, dead or alive? Jesus Christ. If I can sit in front, I right in front and center, Jesus Christ, for sure. You said dead or alive. I would love to 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 mostly hear what he'd have to say. And and if you know, if I had to go back and even just a little bit, Julius Caesar. Because I went to, I just went to Rome uh in the last couple of months. And uh, we had a guy, we had a tour guide that was so knowledgeable about, you wow. know, I like the Roman Empire, I like the Roman Empire, Roman Empire in, in Egypt. And she was giving me all this knowledge about, about Julius Caesar, how he was loved by the people, how they loved him and why they killed him because he became too powerful and how he came back with, a, with, with an army, you know, and, and um, let's say he would conquer, let's say he conquered southern, say parts of Southern California, where he'd give that to some of his, 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 his army and say, so you, you take this, you, 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 you know, till it, work it, and pay, you know, pay taxes to, to, to the Roman Empire. And that's why the soldiers loved him so much. So I would love wow. to hear you see wow. you speak. Yeah, that's wow. great. Eric, thanks, man. You got to come back and do it again. Can't thank you enough hey, for man, doing this. No, no problem, no problem. Hey, Josh, man, I got to say, man, thanks for being a fan. I pretty like that. A guy, you're a big guy. God, I didn't, I didn't know, but man, I really, really thank you for, for being a fan. I, I, hope I, I, hope, I hope I lived up to your expectations. Well, oh, just know, oh. this is his end game. You'll be doing a pod with him soon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now, now at least I won't just walk by and go, Eric Dimitri, take an Antilly. See that kid. I see that kid right there. All right, Eric. Thanks, bro. All right, thank you. All right, bye-bye. Josh. Eric Dickerson. Oh, I mean, How do you feel? I'm gonna, need, I gotta you need take, a cigarette? Gotta take some time. Yeah, yeah, I need a cigarette. <laughs> I mean, you and he, like, people that know, people that went to junior high with me and then high school are, they, they are, they know what this means to me. They're freaking out. I, I mean, I can't believe, you know, it was so funny that we had to cancel and all I had then was this shirt to wear, but then I had to come home and deal with some family stuff. And then this week I found all those posts. That's insane. That, that your mom kept them. Yeah. 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 Uh, they were in this corner. I don't think she would have <laughs> where they were, you know, it was like, and I just, what a day for me. Pinnacle, pinnacle. Uh, uh, well, it made his day, uh, made my day. I, I'm, uh, we're so fortunate. Anyway, uh, that was Eric Dimitri Dickerson, and that was episode 53. Let's do this again next week, Josh. Want to? Yeah, it sounds great. At 54, back again next time, the Rex Chapman Show with super cool Josh Hopkins, powered by basketballnews.com.